Hey everyone, welcome to the show. This week's episode is brought to you by Daisy May Hat Co., the custom hat company based in Nashville, Tennessee. They make custom one-of-a-kind hats from wide-brimmed fedoras to cowboy hats. All of their hats are 100% beaver felt, and it's the highest quality hat you can get. They also have the coolest shirts ever. You can use the code BRASS at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Go and check out daisymayhats.com. Embrace the fever. Live the dream. Brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting. Combat Flip Flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces by providing you with military-inspired quality footwear for men and women. To help support the podcast and in support of women in developing countries, head over to combatflipflops.com and become a part of their unarmed forces today. Be sure to use the code UNITY at checkout and get 25% off. And brought to you by GFDA. Good fucking design advice. The voice in your head and the foot up your ass. GFDA makes prints, drinkware, and apparel for people who want to do their fucking best. Go and use the code UNITY and get 10% off now on anything on their site, including our collaborative product, Fucking Help Somebody. Well, it's true. And I, I was just kind of... I, I... Just chatting with you, lovely humans from C4, Miss Deanne and Jennifer, and going over the fact that apparently I have an accent, and um, it's it's more American than people say. So you know what? Yeah, I, I do have an accent, and I'll admit it. This is the second time I've been told today, so I guess <laughs> I'll take that one on the chin. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. This is going to be fun, because uh, if you're not watching, I didn't get the blonde memo. <laughs> I'm feeling immediately left out of the situation. So this should be fun. I'm no. so excited to talk with you ladies because C4 is a foundation I have become very, very familiar with through uh, mutual friends, Nikki and Nick, and started to learn about you guys through, you know, different Navy SEALs and Army Rangers in the world. And uh, your name keeps popping up. And uh, so I'm like, okay, we got to check them out. And I'm like, holy hell, do you guys ever put your money where your mouth is? <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think they totally do. Yeah. That's amazing. I want you guys in your own words to kind of talk about your foundation instead of having me bastardize it for you here. Okay. You want to start? You want me to start? Um, I can just kind of give the history of it. So uh, after Charlie was killed on May 3rd, 2016, uh, you know, it was a blow to everybody, uh, obviously the family and the community. And um, we figured that we would start something, uh, I don't know, as, a, as parents, we felt that there was an unmet need in the community for active duty Navy SEALs and their families, not just for the guys, but for the families and the guys. And so we thought, okay, what does Charlie love? Okay, he loves nature, he loves outdoors, he loves surfing, camping, um, mountain biking. So we thought, okay, how can we do something in a nature-based setting uh, with these guys and the families together. And, uh, we kind of came up with this concept and it was very organic. It wasn't like, Oh, this is what Charlie did. But we noticed whenever he had come home from deployment, he would always go up the coast and surf down, uh, the coast after deployment. And of course, everybody, when they get home, they just like, Oh, you know, want to just dote on them, but they needed that time alone to decompress. And I think process everything. And so we thought, well, maybe we should do this with team guys. Like this is what they want. And so we met with a neuroscientist was, we were able to um, get this big ranch, uh, you know, at the, at the help of uh, Kennedy Wilson and several others. Um, and we were able to start doing these programs and they were like neuroscience based programs. 
and um, it evolved. And now we have programming in there. And then Jennifer is on our, was on our board and she's, she also knew Charlie and her husband served with Charlie before. So that was kind of a natural fit for her to help us out with the programming. And so we're just starting to implement the, well, we started implementing them last year, but it's really ramping up and um, then that's where we are. And that's kind of like the, you know, the high level overview of it. So, but Jen can take it from there. So, well, I think kind of rolling off of what Glenn Fox had already, you know, started, he started the ball rolling really with basing the programs in a nature-based setting. Um, They're neuroscience backed. Uh, and, and basing them around a concept of gratitude. I think that's where it all started. Um, you know, and just the, the functionality of putting just something very simple in your programming, basing it around gratitude and being mindful, and then just kind of branching out from there and looking at it as like an, you know, really an integrative approach to healing. So we take very easy, simple steps and we put them into a program over a weekend, the guys come up, um, for a weekend, the spouses come up for a weekend. Sometimes it's family programming together. Uh, and they go through, uh, some different modalities like alternative medicine. Basically it's massage therapy. It's, uh, you know, physical therapy and breathing and movement workshops. Um, you know, we're looking into incorporating even art therapy. Um, you know, we don't, we hate to use the word therapy, you know, because I think we want it to be, uh, I, I think that has a weird connotation sometimes and people, you know, people get, oh, you know, their feathers going to go ruffled. on my record, right? you know. So um, we really like, even though they are therapies, you know, we like the word, you know, just integrative medicine um, in the sense that we want to be sort of a preventative program, get the families to come up and really decompress together. Um, I like the way um, we say it in the descriptions. It's basically we want them to be the best version of themselves and, and I think the programming is really a good start at that. The spouses can come up and run through the same programming as the guys. And it really lends itself to helping with the communication with them as a whole, as a family unit, you know, pre, you know, it's a transition between combat and home. And I think that we hit the, I really do. I think, I think we press the button. I think it works. Um, well, and then when we, we had to go through two years of approval process through NSW and just talking to their attorneys and the family, what was it? The family focus, the family support, family support. So we had to get the nod from them before we could implement these programs, because obviously we're dealing with active duty and they said to us, that's so simple. It's so easy. We, you know, might even showcase it to the different um, military branches, like the Coast Guard, the Army, um, Air Force, you know, uh, just so that all of these guys can have this simple way of decompressing and yet be together with their families at the same time. So it's not just so just only about the guys, it's about the entire family as a whole unit, because we also noticed too, that the divorce rate was a little bit higher than, than we'd like. And that was 95% is high for you. Yeah. I think it's something it's below 90 right now. I think it's something like a little bit, but you know, I always find it actually sometimes when, when, when you're out of war, when the guys aren't actively deploying in a combat situation, and I'm sure you could probably attest to this, the relationships actually, actually hold on a little bit better. I think it's because you know, so you're so used to this grind and you, you, you pull it together, but when it's kind of that lull in between those things is when people start to really look at their relationships and what's not right. 
And so I think that's when the divorce rate starts to pop back up. So well, you're, you've um, got these guys that are, you know, go fast people, and then you bring them home, and then you ask them to go to the grocery store. Listen, yeah, right. there's there, there's plenty of things that we do in our life that don't make pl- any sense at all. Like asking individuals who do what those type of people do for a living to then be expected to do X is it, that's fine. Yes, we can do that, but we also we also um, manipulates the wrong word. We also like train and breed people to be incredible amazing hard humans for a reason it's okay Mm -hmm. that that's what they are don't try to make them what they're not but give them a space to explore how to just take it down a notch but i can understand of course when when the idle mind right the idle mind is when all the thoughts come out of the demon there you're like what am i doing here and i think you know what i mean that brings me back not to have everything come back to the programming but i think that's why the approach is so successful because there really hasn't been anything like it to target active duty guys and that very thing that communication that they need to well not just that communication with themselves what's going on with themselves and being more open to you know exploring that but also the communication with their families and you know, there's not a lot centered around that in programming in, in any, you know, as far as I'm aware, in any special operations, especially, active, especially active duty, especially that active was duty. the main, that's what kind of separates us from the rest of the seal based foundations that, that we, I, well, I guess others do, but we deal directly with the, the team guys and SWIC, um, and their family, the active duty. So hmm. it's not, only retired or only active duty, but yeah, we just kind of concentrate more on the active duty side. So. Well, that's really important, right? We're not, I I talk about that a lot. And and I doubt you people of all you people, you humans have all heard me rant about it yet. So I'll give you the small like cliff notes. And it is that we put people in these positions and then we don't give them the tools on how to handle the positions they're in, in terms of psychologically. And when you ask people, like I said, to come home and sit still, who have never been taught how to sit still, have never been taught that I need to also learn how to sit still and then flip that switch on again in a week when I need to deploy. Like that's a very, Mm -hmm. that's a very specific, difficult thing to do with the mind. And if you can't compartmentalize, you can't do that job safely. Mm -hmm. But then when you compartmentalize, what that does is shut down other parts of you because that's the only way that you survive when you're on deployment. And I can respect that. Yeah. I love more than anything out of everything that you've said that you look after the families because we, we know now that there's plenty of research that proved that if you come from a family of divorce, your chances of, of having divorce in your life as you know, when you grow up and you get married are, are very high. There's a correlation there and we know that. And so being able to, keep families together helps Mm -hmm. those children in a way that many other programs don't. And not only that is it helps people keep their spouses alive too. Right. Because Mm -hmm. even though the men think they're just, you know, we're going, we're going to do this weekend thing with our family. We're going to hang out with our family and do X, Y, and Z. What they're kind of not catching on to is like, you're slowly rewiring parts of their brain. Exactly. You, you don't make it feel like you're sitting in an office and you're listening right. to no. the doctor go like this. That's the last oh, thing we wanted. Yeah. No white coat coming up. because no. These guys aren't going to open up to that and talk about their feelings. So, yeah. No. yeah. I mean, I think I, I, my husband's been a SEAL for, he's been in for 28 as a SEAL. And I think that he would tell you, and I think any guy that's been in for two years or, or 20 
would say that if they don't feel like their family's okay at home, it really changes a deployment. Well, yeah. And it changes on the battlefield. Yeah. yeah. Like they can't concentrate and then it, it affects, it's kind of like a domino effect with the whole rest of the team because they don't know, you know, their, their mind is elsewhere worrying about their families. Yeah. So. Yeah. In moments like that, that's when people die. Right. And that's just, that's like, I'm not, there's no dramatization to that at all. That's the reality of things when things are not good at home. Like you, people misstep, people forget people zone out. And that's, it takes two seconds, it takes one second. And that's the last I thing believe. you want. And the importance of having your family. I mean, I was never a seal as you can tell, but <laughs> I, I was a combat arms member. And I remember being in fobs and hearing guys come out of the, like the comms tent after being on the computer and just start smashing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Bank accounts empty. This is de- like, if things are not good at home, it's not, it's no wonder people struggle so hard when right. they're on deployments or bad things happen. You know, it's, it's a frequent issue and it's nice to see that you've adopted the model and the modality of outside, 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 the key of being outside. And like right. when you said the words breath work to me and you just said outside and family, I was like, where do I sign up? Who do I help? How do I get <laughs> yeah. this? That sounds incredible. Yeah. Why outside? You tell me why you picked outside besides just obvious, the I mean, obvious that you spoke of. If you look at, that's where the research is now. And, you know, I hate to bring up the research. I'm kind of a nerd that way. No, but, please bring up the research. But I think that's yeah. where the research is. I'd say over the last 15 years and plus, there's really a lot of science backing the fact that nature is the first and being out in nature and engaging in nature is one of the first components to healing and it does the work itself. So then you figure anything else you do that you enjoy there or that's therapeutic again, there's that word again, but anything else that's therapeutic there in that space just lends itself to that healing. And, you know, I think that I, 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 if I could put, if I could count how many people say that the moment they walk on the ranch, the C4 ranch, which is where we hold all of our programming, I think everyone says the same thing when they come on there. And I wish I had money for everybody that says it. They say the minute you walk on there, there is a feeling, there is a sacredness to that space. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's beautiful, of course, but it's really a sanctuary. And so I think that I mean, it just lends itself to healing. And then anything else that you do there is just bonus, you know? Yeah. And then also to kind of our aspect, obviously nature and families, but we wanted the teams to go up there together. That's our, that's our vision when we are able to raise enough money to get, to build more housing for maybe a whole platoon to go up there together so that when the guys get home or even before they deploy, they can have this connectedness before they deploy, but have the families there with them. But especially when they get home, they can still be with the guys and talk about what they did and process what their deployment was all about yet go home with their, be with their, their wives and or significant others and children at the same time. And they kind of get that whole dynamic together at Mm -hmm. one point. And it's not just like, for instance, I'll never forget one of the first times Charlie came home. I think it was 2012 he had like a nine-month deployment it was insane and we missed him so much we just wanted him all he wanted to do was go and hang out with the boys and talk (laughs) about what happened and it was like wait what happened to us and that's what where Charlie and I looked at that from a parent point of view and said hey let's integrate this all together to where they still have their times together and they can Mm -hmm. process it yet 
you know, um, be together as a family. And that's just one aspect of it. Yeah. It's not all that we have different programs that are just for women. And then we have, um, and kids and then, um, or women and kids or just women. And then, um, we have the guys warrior reset weekend. We actually just did mm-hmm. our weekend. first, uh, kind of our beta test of that one. And it was great. It was incredible. Yeah. It was really good. And, they, and these are the guys that are going to be deploying here next month and it was called warrior reset and Jen can kind of talk about that, but it was basically getting the guys ready to, to what, to deal with their families. Well, I, I think, you know, with, yeah, but I mean, in some ways, you know, that, that sort of, and you as a veteran, I'm sure can attest to the fact that when you're getting ready to deploy, really the focus is all there. So, you know, you, the guys are thinking about what they're going to pack up, you know, before they deploy and, you know, what's the, you know, the higher up they get, obviously the communications and those kinds of things. And then they're, you know, there, there's a little slot in there for, okay, what am I going to do with the family before I leave? And I think that um, what we're trying to do is catch them before they deploy so that when they go home and they have that leave time, um, and it's just finding that sweet spot, you know, when they'll still be willing to come up when their families are willing to allow them to come up and leave right before deployment, which is also tough. But what it does is it sets them up to be in the right headspace to go home and really just focus on the family before they leave. Um, and then the same thing on a return to deployment from deployment. I know just speaking from personal and, and in fact, one of the guys that was there this weekend talked about this from speaking from personal experience and hearing it from others. I think when they first come home, it's like that first week's like a honeymoon. Yeah. Everything's great. You're thinking of all the things you missed, of course. Um, and then after that, it's like, okay, what are we going to do now? What, <laughs> you know, and that's when the, like sort of the weird, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. Well, and some, some of the weird communication comes up and it's like, okay, I've been doing all this without you for six, seven, eight months. And yeah. now how are we going to reintegrate our lives? Well, and then the that's kids a really great saying, word. That's a great word. Reintegrate. Cause it's not mm-hmm. about having to teach, teach them all these things. It's just, we just need to ease you back in. We need to handle you with care a little bit. And there's a right way to do this. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's helped me in my marriage. And of course it didn't happen immediately, but was, you know, we always talk about, you know, the the guys come home and we're like, okay, here's the kids and I'm going to whatever. Right. I think giving them that little bit of time to get in the right headspace to, to be there with you. And that's kind of what we'd like to help soothe along is that, just like what you said, reintegrate, well, to reintroduce the family so that they yeah. are in a good headspace together to communicate. Cause it's just right. sometimes just as hard of the spouses, you know, to figure out how they're going to bring this person back into the day to day. And obviously the guys have just come from a totally different environment. Yeah. And now they're here. And you got the moms who want the break that of course, they've just been carrying the load, which I think we don't talk about very often, right? We don't really talk about how all of a sudden you're a single parent pretty much in that kind of lifestyle and it's for an extended period of time and you never know if it's going to become permanent or not. And so you live in that headspace and it's not that you're resentful or you're anything you're, but there's days where you're a little more frustrated or you're a little more like, could you just, just, could you just be here? We do that. And, and, and I can appreciate, um, I can appreciate that. That's a, that's a frustrating part. And to, and the way you integrate them is, is really unique. Um, I think that's why your program hits the way it does is because you integrate them in a respectful manner. You, you, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the job that they do. You understand to the best of your ability that you can understand. 
Mm-hmm. You know what that comes with. You understand the weight, the stress, the on guard all the time. Yeah. And you you give them a moment to decompress. And I can tell you right now, we do not do that for normal military, let alone for pretty much, or I don't like any of our SF, at least in Canada, or like, I mean, in the UK, I'm sure there's some programs, but I have not heard, I've not heard of anybody giving the space that right. people need to just take their nervous system down. Right. And that's rare. I wonder, I can see you guys, you guys got to be expanding. You're going to expand this, right? Yeah. I mean, I think to. as soon as it's perfected here and we have a well-oiled machine, I don't see why it couldn't be used for more than just, you know, Navy SEAL found yeah. foundation or well, you guys, SEAL families. And yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it should be all special forces, but let alone that just, you know, anybody in a combat position, you know, right. Yeah. Because I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I got excited because uh, there's a foundation up. No, I had to that. Can you tell? There's a foundation <laughs> up here in Canada called Honor House uh-huh. and Honor Ranch. And huh. that's what they, they do a similar thing. And we've been working with them for since the inception of my company. They have a wow. Honor House that's bracelet. Awesome. Anyway, they're amazing. They remind me of you. And they have a house here in New Westminster. And they're like picture Ronald McDonald for first responders and veterans. So yeah. something's going on. Your whole family's there. Whole, it's a family unit kind of thing. And then they have Honor Ranch, which is 140 acres and it's got 10 cabins on it and a main cabin and they do OSI. So operational stress injury stuff up there. You guys, I got to link you guys up. Yeah. And I was going to say that too, you know, there's a chemical change in your brain to prepare for combat. And then there, that needs to be reversed when you get home. And it's not like this light goes off that we found out through our research that that chemical change can be um, exponential. Uh, well, it can, I can't think of the word choice, but it can change so much faster when you're um, immersed in nature. in nature. So it just kind of winds yeah. back mm-hmm. uh, tenfold when you, when you're immersed in nature. Yep. So it's like it speeds up the process to integrating faster. You know, I kind of like the way Charlie, Charlie senior C3, uh, Charlie's dad describes it. Um, he basically talks about, well, I mean, you know, you look back to, you know, world war II when guys were coming home, you know, the transit home was, you know, weeks long. So they had this time together still with the guys sitting on the ship, you know, and all of that stuff to sort of process what just happened, you know, and obviously they saw all kinds of things over there so that by the time they were stateside. They had all that processing time. Did they still have problems? Sure. But, you know, but, but at least that, that time was allotted there, you know, and now with guys, it's like, it's like, you know, like there's boom. a small window, it's a few days and they came from here and into like a 180. You're in you know, a combat stateside. zone and then you're back in San Diego. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, listen, I am not again, in case you're just not paying attention. I'm not a Navy SEAL, but I can tell you (laughs) in my personal experience coming home, getting like that, that I attacked a woman in a Walmart. I'll leave it there. Like it's not easy to do that switch. And I was on one deployment that did, did me in, I'm not a Navy SEAL. And that was enough. Can you imagine doing that? For 20 some odd years, in and out, in and out, in and out. And you're expected to just light switch that on and yeah. off. You're a sociopath if yeah. you can do that. You know, that yeah. that's more of a psychological issue we have a conversation about. If you're right. able to just be like, I'm great. I'm perfect. Yeah, you hear the stories. I hear stories about oh, things that one, guys do. Yeah, there's yeah. this one that uh, 
this big guy came home and his wife, he got to come home a couple weeks earlier than the rest of the platoon and his wife had a baby. And so he was able to get back to San Diego sooner than the rest of the guys. And he was putting the kid back into the, the, the car seat in the back seat and his butt hit, um, or the car door hit this other door that was parked next to him. And it was this lady and she gets out and she starts screaming at him. Hey, you know, and he still had that fight or flight brain and he like lost looked at, he lost it on her and was like get back in your car you know it was like something so dumb because you know he just wasn't used to, he was still in that he's mode over there. He's over yeah there. and then he got home and then he like realized what he did and he's like this you know, this poor woman just like started like just bawling her head off and he felt so badly about it the way he treated him, the way he behaved and he didn't know why he did that but he was still had that fight or flight kind of aggression that he had for combat and it wasn't reversed obviously so yeah Yeah, because we don't I mean it's not that's not a conversation I actually hear brought up a lot like I'm really glad that you're you're laying it out the way you are because it's not a conversation it is just not it is not in in Canada they send us to Cyprus uh I say they because I didn't get to go to Cyprus um, but they apparently send you to Cyprus where you just get drunk and you hang out yeah. and they give you a week and a half to get it together. But then that's longer. Yeah. They send them to Germany. And Germany it's, I mean, it's the different three times, but it's not that much. They do psyche Val and all that stuff. And then yeah, I don't and even know that nobody's going to say anything on the psyche Val because yeah, they don't. Everything's work. great. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> great. Ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> I love my life. Let's do this. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Like, there's, there's that false and there's that, that that aspect of um the the genuine chemical imbalance that is overtaken the mind like it's not like they're choosing this is something that you know their system has to work through physically right. as a human being i mean like i said if you're able to jump from x to y like that back and forth and there is no there is no chance that you are that you are um not well i mean you're a sociopath you're mm-hmm. a sociopath and that like again that but that happens we have those that you know, we've gone through that in the world where military, you know, it takes, it's a type A personality. There's more of those than that. And so sometimes those are our best soldiers. Sometimes they don't do well in society and that's okay too, but we can help fix people if we give them a chance and we teach them how to do it. Right. How do you, how did you guys start fundraising? Because your ranch is very large and it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of people. It takes a lot of time and effort. How does that all work? God. Well, I mean, would it's, it's hard. Takes on, it, we throw <laughs> a lot of events. We're very busy throughout the year. Um, we have thankfully so many supporters and people that are willing to give of their time to organize events for us. Also, um, we just had a big event in Scottsdale and um, we've got a great board of directors and there's some amazing people on there. And we just want to, you know, and I think yeah. that's what it is. They each take, you know, they're all from different areas and, they'll throw either a platoon dinner or full scale fundraising event for us with auction and the whole deal. So, um, you know, we do those throughout the country really. Well, Uh, and then when we started it, we thought, okay, we're not a big foundation. How do we get our word out? We wanted to spread kind of an organic grassroots approach. And when Jen said platoon dinner, that's what we decided to call it. So what we, our goal was to get our board and have them reach out to key uh, key leaders in their community that and gather, gather uh, you know, 10 to 15 people. And this is kind of how we started 
10 to 15 people uh, who have the same belief systems that we do on that this was a necessity to help these families. And we have these small dinners and then the people from that dinner would open their Rolodex up to other people. And it kind of, that's how we, that's how we started. Cause we couldn't just be like, Hey, we're the Navy or we're like this Navy SEAL foundation that Charlie Keating was this hero come donate. We had to really, you know, show up and do face to face and talk to people one-on-one of who we were. And that's kind of, it's kind of taken off from there. And then, um, you know, other, we got some, some sort of funding and then we were able to create a video that helped spread our message. And then the, the testimonial video that I just sent you with the first video, let me backtrack, was a history of Charlie's life and who he was and why we wanted to do what we were doing. And then as we grew, and then just over the last couple of months, we had a testimonial video, video of the actual guys who, who came to the ranch and said, what, what great things it did, what the impact was on their families. So I think as we're growing and progressing, we're starting to get bigger and bigger. And then we've had events at different cities, but like, if it's a new city, we have these small platoon dinners and that's kind of how we organically spread out in that way. So that's kind of how we started the fundraising. Hilarious how much of a military tactic that is that you, (laughs) (laughs) you like, you like small, like Navy SEALs jumped into a little area and then mass. Yeah. Yeah. I think having a super designated mission and really fine tuning the mission, not to sound like I'm tactical again, Mm but um, having a really fine tuned mission has really helped. We knew, well, I mean, it took a while that, um, you know, between Charlie and Deanne and and some of the other people involved really kind of sitting down and who is it exactly that we want to work out, work with when and under what parameters and really having that. Yeah. Designated and then and then tailoring the programs to fit that has really helped because you know that's what people want to hear. They want to hear that if they're going to give you their money, that it's going to go directly to that. And it does. And that's I think makes a huge difference. Other than okay, what you know, there's not to say that there's not great work that's done with anyone that doesn't have, you know, a ranch. A 568 ranch, but but it definitely that yeah, Yeah. no big deal. That people know. Well, that's where it's going. It's going there and to run the programs with the guys who are in the fight. Right. And just have a tangible asset like that makes a huge difference. So oh, they, they can see the development. Yeah. 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 It's a different thing. And I think though that um, that's why I said at the very beginning, like you put your money where your mouth is legitimately, like you have something very large scale to show for it. This isn't like we run programs on weekends out of hotels. Like you guys you yeah. know, do something serious with it. Um, and that comes with upkeep. That comes with consistency. That comes with donors and and always having to be moving and running because if you don't i mean again that's a crazy yeah. amount of upkeep yeah do you do you have volunteers do you work with volunteers we do it's kind of in in house we're a small yeah. group i mean it's all like you know i got brought onto the board initially by charlie's widow and you know and then we have a local uh, lady there, um, Relinda that works with us and she does registration and a lot of our like technical stuff and website stuff. And then we have a big family too, that helps us for now. We're just kind of, we need to be cognizant of people's backgrounds because we do have Navy SEALs there. We don't say the exact address where it is on our website because it's, you know, um, we want to keep that not public. Yeah, the <laughs> and so is really important. <laughs> we're starting to, once we get more 
just more housing to get more people up there. We'll need more volunteers. I am making a big list of people, but you know, I'm going, we have a couple of, uh, risk mitigator attorneys on our board <laughs> that are like, we need to do background checks. Yeah. We don't want to do, you know, we, we do that, but we have people that we know well right now that we can trust, but in they're the future, all yeah, in the community, really. That. Yeah. I mean, they're in the community. Like, there are people so that are their spouses that come up and help quite a bit. Family members, a lot of Keatings come a lot up of there. Keatings <laughs> and halls. Yeah. Uh, and so, but it's great to keep it in house like that because they're just as passionate about it as we are. So um, but but that, we will have more volunteers yeah. as we get bigger and bigger, but it's definitely as the group to sizes do. grow, you know, yeah, which will be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that being an issue. Like again, like with honor house, I, I was on the board of them and that you always have to be, you know, there's, there's active duty, there's people, there's sensitive things. You have to be, you have to be aware of that. I'm glad I'm very, obviously I would have hoped that, but I'm just glad to hear you say that. Cause that's always a question, right? People want to help if they can't donate money. They always want to know, how can I help? What's the, what's the way that I can benefit, you know, C4. And so that's why I was prompted. Like, do you do volunteers? Is that a process someone can apply for? How does that all work? Yeah. yeah we, yeah. Like we're going to have that uh, available, but there's yeah, like you said, there's a process yeah. for it too. So, right. No, I think right now, I mean, I have a list of people that are kind of my go-tos when I'm going to run programming. And yeah. um, when we do an event, say, and we need people to help, you know, run booths or things like that, we have a list of people that just, and they always want to come back. So that's great too. But, yeah. um, you know, and there is really no shortage of people that want to be involved. Yeah. So it's really it's cool. Great. It's been yeah. great. It's nice to see that the way you work with people, because I think, I think you're aware, but if you're not, you guys are not only creating something that's so spectacular for service members and their families, but you're creating a community. Yeah. You're creating something that so many people um, seem to overlook nowadays. You're, you know, the, the central part of humanity and society. You're, you're creating something outside of just helping these families and these, and these service members who are continuously deploying, but you're teaching, educating, giving tools. And then those kids are seeing that. And then you're creating Mm -hmm. a community for these other kids to be together, these other wives to be together. Like that's invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. And we always try and keep the, the thread that it is their community. That's their ranch. It's not the Keating. It's not C4s. It's not the Keating ranch. It's, it's the Navy SEALs and the NSW's ranch. It's not ours. Yeah. I mean, the guys over time, I mean, I'd said since the beginning, since construction has started on there, so much of it's been done. A lot of the labor's been done by groups of SEALs that come up and help, you know, lay the pipes for the sewage. And I mean, I'm, you know, just decking, decking, yeah, yeah, concrete. Yeah. So many people, right. You have, you have, you have transformers walk around. I mean, yeah, (laughs) really short and but you have like, why wouldn't you be used? I'm sorry. Yeah. This is what you do on your time off though. You need yeah. to build things. You're large humans. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's funny though. Cause some guys, they all want to, they'll yeah. call up and they'll say, Hey, I just, and it's really nice. Cause it's only an hour and a half away from the base here in Coronado. So it's not that bad of a drive. It's a date. You could do it in a day, but some guys will go up and say, Hey, can I just cut brushes, yeah. like move uh, stuff out of the way for the trails and you know, cuts things in. I just need to have some alone time and then we'll just be like, here you go. Yeah. Go for it. There's an activity nice. just to go be into there. the woods. Yeah. Yep. They but constantly have to be doing something. They do. <laughs> yeah. 
they have to be moving, right? That's the thing. And yeah. when you when you say the word therapy, I want to go back to that a little bit because you said something to me and I put my hands way up in the air. If you're not watching, you should be. But I get excited <laughs> when I hear people uh, say art therapy because that's what changed yeah. my life, right? My company started because I started art therapy. And, it, and so I, I try not to like, I know that word has a, therapy has this like, gross like you're you're unwell you're you must be mm-hmm. psychologically unstable you you shouldn't have a gun anymore like when you say the word therapy but that's wrong and i think we need to turn the tides on the way that we look at that and so it's like integration to other things and it's not therapy it's it's more than therapy it's a different thing when someone gets a second to sit down and zone out into something mm-hmm. it gives her a minute it gives their brain a minute to breathe and they never yeah get that. So when you said art therapy, I get excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think one part of that process, part of that process, I mean, well, let's, let's look at the word therapy even because it's after the word massage and I can't think of any other kind of therapy. I'd like to do more than that. <laughs> so it, you know, therapy, yeah, a therapy is a very, like, it's a, such a broad term, right? So, but the, the idea about art therapy and, and, and some of the things that we're doing up at the ranch, the whole point is, is the drive towards mindfulness. You can't really be somewhere else, right? To be creative, you, you're right there and you're working, but you're bringing in maybe some other things that might be behind the surface. And I think that that's the kind of therapies that we want to bring in is ones that bring you to where you are right there. We want to take the operator and bring them in right where they are and, and, and have them work on that mindfulness the acceptance of everything else that's going on in that moment and just bring it to right there so that they can just be there and working on it. And, and I think that that was our goal is, is true mindfulness, which is really difficult. I think when you have any trauma, but yeah, but it's, it's, that's a, a form of um, healing. I think, you know, that, Um, I don't think it's utilized enough, just gratitude for the moment and really working through it by just being there and, and taking part in something that's healing. And be, yeah, like you said, being present and mm-hmm. coincidentally, the cell service isn't so great up there. <laughs> so it's good. It's kind of good for them to be present at, you know, where, whatever they're doing, if they're doing some art therapy, or we also wanted to um, add in different there was a good idea that Charlie had actually, we have these, these chickens and this huge (laughs) chicken coop. And we wanted to set um, videos there and have like, when the guys, you know, when the families are there, like learn about chickens. I don't know. This sounds so dumb, but it's funny because the kids are obsessed with the chickens. They're obsessed with the chickens. But then when the guys leave, they can't talk about what they did that day. They can't talk about the weather. They can't talk. So it gives them something to talk about with the kids and the families. Like, Oh, look at this baby chick was a baby when you left. And then we wanted to set up video cameras in the coop and then watch the process and then have, you know, cause the communications are so much better than probably they were when you and Kelly oh, yeah. were first yeah. married, but you know, like have the kids talk to their dad, be like, Hey, look at, you know, this baby chick is, you know, doing whatever. And then that gives them kind of a con- conversation piece and it also makes them grateful that they have this family and it kind of combines things together and it makes something in common that's not talking about combat or something that's not fun to talk about. So I don't know, that was kind of our goal too. It takes the thread that you spoke about and it pulls it all the way through. 
And yeah. I, I was really hoping, I was so hoping you were going there when you said, we have these chickens and we have this coop. And I was like, camera's in the coop. Camera's in the coop. <laughs> <I did. laughs> so, like, they have panda cams. Like, people yeah. watch those. Yeah. People watch those because it's relaxing. There's something about nature again. And so there's that aspect of it. But I love that you bring up, like, that's so beautiful. Like, you got the chick when it starts, dad leaves whomever yeah. leaves and you can constantly be having an update or a conversation about it. And chicken did this today. Chicken got pecked to death today, dad. It was right. right. It had a problem. Yeah. Well, one of the funny stories that, <laughs> it, you know, um, you'll see on the, on the video, video really yeah. is about right a, particular, a particular interaction with a rooster in the, <laughs> in the, but the kids are obsessed with them. It's really funny. It's really I, funny. You know, yeah. They all want to pick them up. They all want to interact with them. Just go in there and look at them. It's funny. They all kind of go straight there. But we obviously have, I mean, there's baby goats on the ranch oh, the right now. The there's a baby thing. alpaca. Goats. We have alpacas, yeah. horses, Swatisi cattle. The, they, they like, yeah. they're in springtime. They're yeah. starting to get really, you they're know. They're doing their little Irish jig off yeah. the side of the, <laughs> <laughs> hopping around. Yeah. We should put them in pajamas. We should. <laughs> You guys are speaking my language and then put it on camera so I can. Oh my God. It. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of it, like what we're doing, but it's our thing is it's, and I hope all the guys aren't listening to this, but it's kind of a disguised therapy, if you will, but it also, it brings back the whole family unit and it has, a, you know, it kind of brings everybody back to what are we here for? Right. What are we grateful for? And it's the, you know, the family is the foundation of society and then we want to bring that back too. I yeah. think that's necessary. And I think it shows, I think it shows with the program. Yeah. You're, you guys are very conscious of what you're doing. Yeah. I think it helps too, that we're all connected to the community in such a way that, cause you brought up community before we've all as from different perspectives, me as a spouse, you know, my husband as a team guy, Deanna and Charlie as parents, parents of a seal, yeah. we're all kind of coming in from a different angle and really looking at what would have helped from all of those angles and what, you know, what can work from all of those angles and, yeah. and, and actually building it with the families and listening to their feedback has really helped. And that's why everyone wants to go up there because yeah. they all feel like they have a little piece of it somehow or something invested there. And yeah. And we want to like, that's our goal. Like I said earlier, is we want to create this as their community. It's not the Keating family ranch. It's, it's the seals. It's the NSW community as a whole. Yeah. And, and it, just say so you just, I mean, I don't want to get off track, but it just, you sparked a memory that I had. Uh, Jen ran a women's wellness weekend and I was shocked hearing the, the point of view from the wives, because I always looked at from, from a parent point of view and like, what we, oh gosh, is he going to call today? Are they busy? Are they, you know, what's going on? And then the wives were like, you know, where am I going to park the car while you're gone? Think of it. Uh, yeah. Or where, you know, like just simple things like that, or I don't know, just, just things that some of the guys would take care of, but we wanted to, we always want to bring in that community and manage expectations before they leave and say, okay, you're not going to hear from them every day. It's going to be a one-sided conversation. This, you know, there's so many aspects to it that I that yeah. learned from just being around the wives. And it's just been an amazing informative journey. Yeah. I think great. one of the good things with the spouses groups 
um, is that you can bring in spouses that are old, like myself, and then <laughs> like really so old. old. <laughs> um, I'm really old for the community anyway. Um, and then with younger spouses and, yeah. and sort of help, um, not, them, not, not in tutoring or anything, but just mentoring. Like, yeah. Mentoring. Like, hey, this sense. is, if yeah. you're expecting this, it's not going to happen. Right. And, or and this be is okay. It'll still be okay. You guys got to figure out what the expectation is between the two of you. And then, and then bring that down 10 notches, right. you know, before they leave and when they come home. And, and I think that helps, you know, I think that helps a lot too with them, with yeah. the sense of community amongst the spouses, you know, knowing that, okay, so I'm not the only one that has, you know, this yeah. and this and this going on. Um, you know, I'm not the only one that gets irritated that I've got kids 24 seven, but I also have a job and I have this and all these other yeah. things now that I'm still trying to, you know, hold down the fort. Yeah. You know? I think that's such a huge, huge aspect of the programming and what it provides too. So, especially when the guys are gone, obviously it's a tribe, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's a like-minded tribe that, that can understand something that's unless you've lived through it, you cannot understand. And yeah. that is really difficult to find your people afterward, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't already have them. If you don't create right. that community within the SEALs or the, within the wives or within, because I actually had a conversation with uh, Sarah Wilkinson, similar, mm-hmm. very similar conversation. And I said to her, I said, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because, you know, there's a community when you're in, like the family, you know, everyone's there. There's a community when the husbands are gone. And, and I said, you know, do you feel a bit of like some type of like responsibility when, when a seal passes away to contact, like, do you feel that? And she goes, yeah, like now, of course, because, you know, and it's not, she actually says something, she said on my show and I broke down, she goes, I wrote a letter to one of the, um, the seals that had passed just to make sure that he knew wherever he was now that he was gone that she was doing amazing and that Mm -hmm. she was killing it as a mom and that she was taking the time but she wanted her to to know that another mother another widow another one suffering had been there and had seen the, the the hard work and that she hadn't given up and that she kept trying like i get emotional talking about but it was really beautiful um and 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 you create that community and, and you yeah. make sure that there's people there for things like that. And that's something that I don't think we talk about either. Is, you know, no. There's a chance sometimes they never come back. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, it, no, I know. But I'm for, yeah, and I'm trying not to now, too, because I was just thinking, you know, one of the unfortunate, you know, factors in here is that on top of all these silly things we're talking about, like, where's the car going to park and, <laughs> And, and it, how am I going to pay the bills or, or, or whatever else comes up when they're on deployment, really in the back of your mind the whole time is, especially under difficult circumstances when they you know, they're in a specific place, uh, you know, is, are they going to come home? And um, that, you know, I think some, it's funny. I know a lot of spouses that we all take it and I'm one of them and you just put it somewhere, right? I just put it here. Um, but no matter what it's, it's behind the fabric, it's sort of kind of just sitting there looming that thought that they, they may not come back. And then, you know, unfortunately in the teams over the last, you know, in the military in general, over the last 20 plus years, we've had a lot of them not come back. And, um, you know, I think, but then the families, you know, then what, 
right? So, and I think that's why the tribe is so important. I think that's why the connection between the spouses and, and within the community is so important because, you know, what do you, what do you do when that happens? I think in the very beginning of the war, like I can remember, I wouldn't have known what number to call. You know, I wouldn't have known. I just don't feel like there was the resources that we have now. So I'm really glad that the spouses of today kind of have that. But like I said, I don't, I wouldn't have even known what an ombudsman is. I would have been like, what's the ombudsman? That sounds weird. Um, so I just think that we've come a long way, which is good, but there's a long way to go. Um, but there is, there's a connection. the conversation has started. Yeah. But there's definitely a connection. I mean, obviously I'm so connected to the family, not just because my husband and Charlie were friends, but I was close to his spouse and you know, in the family and, um, you know, and so many people were, I don't know how much you've heard about Charlie, but he was like, he was very, very popular, (laughs) (laughs) but what it's done though, which is great is now those that so many people that he touched are together now and talking about him. Well, I appreciate it that Charlie was so open that he would invite my chart C3 and me to you know parties and whatever was going on <laughs> hang and, out with us yeah. yeah and so we got to know all of his friends and then when everything happened it was just such an outpouring of love like charlie and i we were blown away about just like it we had probably 200 people in our backyard within two hours of finding out and we had just moved into the neighborhood here in coronado and one of our neighbors who, you know, as we became friends, he was like, who are these new people? They're already having parties <laughs> on a Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> you know? so, but anyway, it was yeah. such a, it's such a great community. And we're, we're so uh, blessed to have been able to meet everybody before everything happened and to have a great relationship with them um, while Charlie was alive. Too. Maybe well, it's like after. twofold. Maybe it's good. And bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it might be bad too because we, uh, so many of the memories get brought up because oh, of, yeah, no. yeah. you know every time he, they see maybe a friend of his or someone that they knew well beforehand it's that memory but it's yeah. good because it keeps it alive yeah I was just gonna say but there's something beautiful about someone staying alive there's to live on and live on in a way that's not just living on in name, but living on in legacy, living on in a unifier and a community builder and a, and a life healer. Like your name is living on for something. Yeah. That's oh, incredible. Yeah. Well, and he had that personality that made, he was just so positive and never, I never heard him say anything bad about anybody. He was just, and he always made everybody feel great. And it was always about the focus was on other people and their strengths. It was never about Charlie, but here he was, was just this funny, goofy, (laughs) great athlete, obviously badass, but he never talked about himself. He always made other people feel like they were the most important person in the room. And I think that that's when, when after, after he died and we got, you know, this whole community just like came rushing in from all corners of the earth, practically. And we were just blown away and we're like, okay, this kid had a mark on people and we got to keep it going. Yeah. There's something about you should be proud of, right? You, you raised yeah. them right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we did, but it was a, 
No, he's a, he's just a phenomenal kid. You know, I think when you said that, it kind of made me think about the fact that one of the things we say all the time that, and I'm sure you heard it is the moderation is for cowards. <laughs> you mean my favorite photo of my jewelry on Nikki wearing your sweater. Ever. I know, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that was such a great yeah. night. <laughs> I love that sweater so much. I think that's a brilliant, I was trying to like think of the word, but I have a TBI. So I was like something cowards. God damn it. I love that saying. <laughs> yeah. And I think that Charlie embodied that. If that kid said he was going to do something, oh my God, he yeah. did it. I, yeah. Like, for example, we, I live on a boat, my husband, my, my family, we live on a boat. And uh, he was talking to my husband one day and he just said, you know, I think I'd like to do that. Literally two months later, he had a boat, a boat. and a slip for it, which in San Diego is really difficult. And, um, yeah. you know, I feel bad to uh, his widow that I made <laughs> move on there. <laughs> I blame Kelly. But, um, but what's interesting is that just is who he is. And I think that that kind of transforms itself into whenever we feel a little bit like, I think we've all talked about this, like whenever we feel like, oh my God, we have so much going on and how are we going to do this? Or how are we going to get to the next month with this? Or how are we going to pull this program off when this is happening? Or, you know, and I think that that sort of is the driving force is thinking, you know, Charlie would do it. If he'd get it done, you know, do it. Yeah. Like yeah. even getting this ranch, we were like, okay, how is this just beautiful? And it, all the infrastructure was there and the animals were there that when I mean, we have alpacas, llamas, goats, chickens, horses, what else? Sheep now. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we have sheep, great. turtle, ducks, cattle, you know, buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo, cattle. And so we thought, how can we do this? How can we pull the trigger on it? And it's just so strange how we always feel like Charlie's up there in heaven looking at us like, I'm going to make you work for this, but <laughs> it's going to happen, but it's going to, you know, so there's always the, we looked at ourselves, it was Charlie, me, Brooke, and uh, this guy on our board, who's one of Charlie's best friends, his name's Chris, he was a real estate guy, and he was the one that found the ranch, and then we found another ranch that we went to go look at, and it was in the same area, but this ranch was like five star. And the one that we got. And then the next ranch was, it was nice. And I don't want to take away from it, but it was probably like a three-star. So of course, you know, it's like oldest trick in the book with real estate, like show them the nicest. <laughs> and so after we went to the second one, we were like, okay, how are we going to do this? And uh, Chris is, oh, we can never, you know, this can never, we can't afford this. This is crazy. And I remember Charlie driving and he was like, just looking all around. He's like, we're going to do this. Moderation <laughs> is for cowards. We got to make this happen. But also too, the infrastructure was there because we wanted the animals for the kids and obviously for the guys and the families. And, and that's every decision that we've made, uh, just especially by pulling the trigger on this amazing ranch and being able to get the backing that we did was just amazing. I, I don't even know how it happened. And, um, but we, that was kind of our mantra was moderation is for cowards. So. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. And it hits just the way it should. There's no, there's no, it's, it's aggressive and it's just the way it should be though, but it's so truthful. And I think it, it doesn't seem like you're going to have any issues. I think he's just going to keep pulling strings for you on the other side. I mean, everything is difficult if we, if we allow ourselves to, to look at it as a, a barrier and just choose to see things as opportunities and then just exactly. put the floor down instead. Yeah. 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 We have to figure it out. Just trying to stay yeah. positive, figure it out and just keep like, keep it simple and stay the course. So that's what we've done. Just kind of pressing forward. Yeah. I love that. What's the, uh, what's the plan for, what's the plan for moving forward with C4? What do you got coming up? What do you've got? Uh, 
where people can donate and how they can help? Like, what, what do you have? Tell me. Gosh, I mean, we need space. I mean, we have structures there. We make it work with what we have and, you know, but we'd love, you know, what we can, we run through programming with like six to eight or 10 spouses and, and like four to six to eight guys at a time. And that's really just for comfort level max right now, we do do offsites for the guys and we can have a whole platoon or a whole team up there for those, but, but they camp, but they camp in those instances. And I think that we need the structures. We need dedicated spaces to run through the programming and um, the, we need the cabins built. We're building cabins. We have all the decking done and, you know, it's all moving forward, but step by step by step. So, you know, we'd love to run the warrior reset with a whole platoon and yeah. you know and that's the goal right yeah I mean, it's so just really yeah. structures and and expansion of the ranch right and every dollar counts it doesn't have to be you know millions of dollars it could be you know just whatever people can donate it all goes towards the development of housing right now for these guys yeah. and their families yeah so. and programming and being able to expand the expand yeah. the budget for the programming and really bring in some some really good modalities that you know um, are proven to help with decompression and, and sort of be a preventative to PTSD in so many instances. I mean, I think addressing it early on, um, is huge. Um, I think like, you know, we were talking about earlier, a lot of it's addressed after the fact and, um, we don't, we want to be preventative. We don't want to be, you know, and it's not magic. Like, you know, we talk about in the video, it's, you know, we're not a magic pill. It's not anything like that, but, but I think the earlier you catch it and, and with the things that are proven as, as, you know, working to some of that healing, um, it's important and we want to be a part of that. And that all takes money and time and research. And that's, you know, just, you know, that everybody's dollar goes to programming and and housing and development of the ranch. And I think that's going to continue for years and years because like we said, our goal is to house everybody like a whole, a whole platoon at a time. And even when the guys do offsites, what was it, Jen, like 60 to 80 people are up there. Yeah, we've had 90 up there at one. And a lot of them have to camp and I feel so bad. We have they two, like it. We have two beautiful I'm like, homes up I'm there. I'm sorry. Yeah. You'll be fine. You're telling Navy SEALs, I feel bad. You have to count. Well, it's funny. I think it's because they do it with work that, you know, they come up and a lot of them are reluctant. They're like, can I bring my camper? Because they don't want to camp because they just got done. And like, so in why the field. I do like, I'm not yeah. camping. But we do have two really beautiful homes that came with the ranch. And then and a, bunkhouse. and a bunkhouse that one of the seals actually built out. He's like a big woodworker. And just anyway, he's donated that. But we do, we, we do have that. So when the families come up, you know, just as a family, uh, we have that nice accommodations. But we want to build that out so where that like three or four families can come at a time or whatever X yeah. amount of families can come at a time, but we yeah. need some mini homes. Well, we we're, we're looking in, they're like little cabins. What I, we I mean, with zoning and it being in California, yeah, yeah. Um, it can be a little difficult, but you know, I loved the idea of the Connex boxes, like what you're in and having like the homes in there. And we were just, the I was just one of, there was a team guy that was just sending me yeah. all these things. Cause he's looking into doing one here. And, um, but we aren't zoned for it. So it's like, you know, trying to, you know, yeah. We have but, to navigate through the county and cause they don't want, there's like, we have five different parcels and there's a limitation of 
what size the structures could be. They have to be movable stru stru structures, not or semi. Is it per no? Not permanent. Semi. So semi. So we were gonna movable. We were gonna originally do these big safari tents on these huge yep. kind of decks, like like treehouse. We decks. have we have some up still. And then um, just they just the high winds that we have all four seasons up there. So the snow, the winds, those weren't sustainable. So we're looking at pergolas right now. Um, oh, it's just got a pergola. Yeah. It's like one, a solid door. And really but it's on open. these beautiful, cool. And our whole concept is indoor, outdoor living. So we have, mm -hmm. you know, this beautiful Vista with a view up on this high kind of treehouse kind of deck. And we'll have like little fireplaces out there. And it's more of an indoor, outdoor living because we wanted to escape from the four walled. Okay. You're going to be coming up here. We wanted to kind of integrate the nature into the living space, but also have the nice accommodations like really good high thread count sheets and a really warm bath. And you know what I mean? So we want to kind of integrate that, uh, together, but, uh, we're actually in the process of getting that approved from the San Diego County. So fantastic. Yeah. Another idea too, is to put, um, I love air streams and putting oh, some yeah. air streams up in there and, and we have and mutual decking in between those for like a common area. So yeah. if you know anyone at Airstream, I don't know. Yeah. 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 We know some people. yeah. We know some people places. We yeah. actually have that. We actually have that on our land plan as an Airstream village. Like a little village of Airstreams. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then a lot. That's like, you know. that's, yeah, that's what you need. You need to be able to move them. Cause I know when we were doing, yeah. we were doing it up here, that was one of the zoning things. You got to be able to move them. So what they did yeah. is they have mini homes on transport trailers. Yeah. And then they just do like, they can pull those things off and move them anytime. And it's a whole, yeah. oh, I got ideas. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll go through yeah. this process with you. Yeah. Process. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, I just, yeah, just expansion. That's what we need. Yeah. Expansion. And then eventually you think that if you could get this, well, when I don't, I'm not a, language is language matters. So when you get it to the point where you want it, you're going to globally expand. I mean, we would love to, I mean, that's also funding and everything else, but I mean, I think, you know, we have SEAL teams on the East coast. It would be great to start there once we have the West coast ranch done. I, I mean, yeah, it would be amazing to have a blueprint and yeah. move it over there. And then who knows from there, other soft operators or but also to the East coast. Some there's been some guys that have flown out and yeah, come they to, come. Yeah. So we have that that availability is not only West coast guys, but, right. but yeah, definitely. We want to expand and blueprint what we have. And you keep it open, which is great. I like that. Yeah. They can come from all over. They're just going to fly in. And so how, how does one uh, maybe apply for the program or a, if a SEALs doesn't know about the programs, how does, how do they go about that? For any programming, they would just email or call me. It's on the website and it's jennifer at c4foundation.org or they can call me. All that information is on the website. Um, for registration, um, really, they can contact any of us and that would end up with Rolinda Moretti. Her information is also on the website and she can look at a calendar right there while she's talking to you on the phone and, and see what days you can come up. I mean, it's really simple. Yeah. I mean, we fill up fast, but it's super simple. Yeah. And so if you just wanted to have a family retreat, you can also do that. That would be just bringing your family up on their own um, and renting the lower cabin and staying up there with your family for some reconnection time um, for programming. They would definitely go through me for the scheduled programs. Yeah. And they don't rent it. It's free. They just bring it's their free. Own food. Yeah. yeah. For the family stay. Yeah. For programming, we do all the food. 
Yeah. But yeah, for a family stay, if they just want to come rent the space and the cabin and, and use the property and yeah. relax, then they just need yeah. to bring food. Cause we don't have a big welcome center with a big kitchen in it for somebody to cook for them. So, but we do have, it's a, like she said, it's a house and it has it's oven, beautiful. refrigerator. It's, yeah. it's spectacular. So. You can cook. You'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, if anybody wants to see pictures too, you can see pictures of the structures and everything that's on the ranch, um, including the animals on the website. So yeah. at seed4foundation.org. I love that you keep it so simple. You keep it so clean. You keep it streamlined. You don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. The simplicity, yeah. the community, the, the it's complicated enough on its own. <laughs> right? yeah. We don't yeah. need to make it worse. I'm so no. glad that you have that mindset, ladies. You two are uh, spectacular humans, quite selfless and uh, <laughs> humble beyond all get out, which is, you know, you guys have every right to be boasting about everything, but you're quite humble humans. And I think um, oh. you're going to continue to expand and change lives and help people so that they don't have to feel alone. I think that's uh, the biggest takeaway for me is you guys really care deeply, very, very deeply. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. You're so welcome. Uh, what's the social media handles? Where can in the website for people? Well, uh, c4foundation.org is our website. Instagram is c4foundation. And then Twitter, I think it might just say at C, uh, the c4foundation. I don't know Twitter. <laughs> I don't understand. And then LinkedIn yeah. is c4foundation. Um, the insane asylum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's all we're C4 still on foundation. Yeah. yeah. Same so. thing on Facebook. Yeah. For all the old people that are still on there. <laughs> then we've got the elderly and then yeah. Uh, the elderly, the hipsters. Yeah. All yeah. Of it. Yeah. The nonconformists. Um, <laughs> that's amazing, ladies. I cannot thank you enough for doing what you do for the community and just do what you do for the spouses and those children because you're hopefully preventing some uh, long-term scars from having to happen because you, you've uh, you're preventative instead of reactive. So thank you from Brass and Eden and everyone else. And um, I guess we'll see everyone else next week and you guys stick with me.